Blog Talk Radio. Hello, thanks for tuning in to Hempware Radio today. This is your host, Tyler Hemp, the Hemptrepreneurial Hempster. Here to empower your hemp sphere because it's important. So today we have a very special guest, Aguadas. We attempted to do the show yesterday, but got some technical difficulties, so we uh, postponed it to today. We're going to be covering ice cream plus hemp equals peace on earth. What a concept. Now, I love ice cream. Obviously, uh, I'm a health freak, so all my ice cream is um, organic, natural, plant-based, and uh, I just absolutely love the experience of ice cream. But what I also love is hemp. And so on today's show, we're going to be talking to Aguadas about his hemp company, Hemp Ice Cream, which is H-E-M-P and then the letter I, and then Scream, S-C-R-E-A-M. And we're going to get into um, why he named it that. I have a a clue as to what his intention was. But um, I want you to know that we're here to assist you in overcoming your challenges with hemp. And at the same time, we're here to inspire you to continually follow your highest visions and dreams. And today is February 23rd. 2017 as we're broadcasting live and you might be listening to a recorded version but either way I sincerely appreciate your attention and thank you so much for your awareness and time um, you're you're investing in yourself by listening to hemp aware radio and I commend you for continuing your education and being humble enough to keep learning about the essential benefits uses value of hemp and how it can be incorporated into your life I'm committed also to creating a global paradigm shift in consciousness and ultimately to inspire, educate, motivate, and uplift you to utilize cannabis for your clothing, your food, your energy applications, your healing applications, and um, finally making it uh, your home a healthier place to live, uh, the environment, your company, and the economy, all with hemp. And on this episode, we have a, a new friend of mine. I mentioned his name, Aguadas. And incidentally, I've known about this gentleman for probably close to 10 years, uh, just being exposed to different hemp companies and products and watching YouTube videos. And I uh, came across him a long time ago. And ever since I saw his face, I knew he was a kindred spirit and looked forward to meeting him one day. And so uh, just recently, I had the pleasure of connecting with Aguadas. And one of the uh, things that I find very fascinating about Aguadas is, uh, is a, a, sh- a little story about uh, 1990, and he was in Robbinsdale, Minnesota, and Doss came across some hemp seeds at a store. These were viable hemp seeds, and because he had just been inspired by Jack Herrer's words on a live show that he was giving, or it was at a, an event, and Jack Herrer was up on stage proclaiming the amazing benefits and touting all the nutritional qualities of hemp, Doss immediately snatched up these hemp seeds. And uh, as he was driving to a press near Minneapolis, uh, apparently the police responded to a crime stopper tip. And uh, someone reported to them that there were some marijuana seeds that were being imported. And, and so they greeted him at the destination. They uh, They were there to 
basically arrest him for having marijuana seeds, but Doss explained to them that these seeds were hemp and not pot, and that hemp seeds are illegal. The police checked into it on the dispatch, and uh, eventually they let Doss go. So that's a fun story of um, a true hempster, an entrepreneur, someone who was in this in the beginning stages. Um, Doss was also apparently the first person to press hemp seed oil in America in modern times. So back in 1990 when nobody knew the difference between hemp and marijuana, Doss apparently did, and he uh, took these seeds and pressed them and became a, a pioneer in the hemp industry. So also Doss is said to be the first person to make hemp biodiesel fuel in the modern era, and this was done back in 1993, uh, and he made it from this virgin hemp seed oil that he pressed himself. Uh, so one of the many thousands of cool things that Doss is uh, majorly involved in is this whole hemp ice cream movement. Uh, he's created a hemp ice cream sandwich and several different flavors of hemp ice cream. I'm uh, hoping he's going to call in here soon because I'd love to bring him on the show. I have several questions for him and um, really look forward to introducing you to his story. He's a really inspiring guy, very spiritual-minded, and um, just has a really well-rounded outlook on life. He's an engineer, he's um, a designer, and he's, he's you know obviously an entrepreneur, a speaker, an educator, and he just provides such tremendous value to this industry. I'm, I'm really thankful and excited to have connected with this man, and when I go to Colorado this year to the NOCO Expo, I uh, intend on spending some quality time with him, extracting valuable information from his brain, uh, especially as it relates to hemp. Um, but before I bring on Agua Das, otherwise known as Das Ellis, I just wanted to remind you that this show, including all past episodes, can be visited or viewed or listened to on the iTunes podcast library. You just search the word HempAware, which is uh, all one word, H-E-M-P-A-W-A-R-E, or you can tune in at HempAware.com forward slash radio. And um, also, if you have any problems that you're dealing with in the hemp industry or any questions that you'd like us to ask any, or answer, any topics that you'd like us to cover on HempAware Radio, uh, you can email us at support at hempaware.com, and we'd be happy to get your topics on the show and, um, and also um, bring people on that you're, you're wanting to have on the show. If um, I can just try getting Doss on here, hopefully we can uh, get you some inspirational insight to uh, the hemp industry and hemp ice cream. So let's see if Doss answers. Thanks again so much for your attention and for doing whatever you're doing with hemp. It's absolutely crucial. Hi. Greetings. You're live on HempAware Radio. Oh, wonderful. It can call out. That's, uh, I'm right here in Colorado. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm glad we were able to get you on the line. We uh, have about 36 minutes left of the show, and I'm, I'm really thankful I was able to get in touch with you. I gave our listeners a brief introduction of your history as far as 
you bringing those hemp seeds to the press and getting stopped by the police and letting them know that it was hemp and uh, they let you go, which is really awesome. Uh, you said yeah, if I've got to follow the law, so do they. Exactly. Absolutely. So, wow, what a, what a privilege and an honor to have you on the show. I'm so blessed to bring you on the, the Hemp Aware Radio train, so to speak, the train of thought. Oh, um, what an honor to be on your show. Right on. So my, my first question that I'd love to propose to you uh, to let our listeners know kind of an overall perspective of your life. You've been in this hemp movement and cannabis movement for over two decades. And so I just want to know kind of in a summary, what is your purpose in life? Well, um, my name is Das, and uh, it's a, an Indian word, means servant. And uh, so... Um, you know, if you uh, if you fight with somebody, you have to become better than them in order to in order to whip them. And so, um, I don't want to become a bad person. And you also you become what you what you fear because you give that uh, a, a home in your heart. And I I wouldn't want to give a presence inside of me of a of a bad person, but. If I serve truth, I can feel real comfortable about what that would turn me into. And Mm -hmm. so I'm here to serve truth as best I can spot it. Mm, I love the simplicity and the value of that. And that's that's, that's, uh, something that I've learned about you recently is that you incorporate many spiritual walks of life and being that DOS is, is service, uh, you know, you have certainly served the cannabis industry, but also just the overall um, humanity with, with your outlook in life. So I sincerely appreciate that, and I do feel like you're a man that comes from the truth and, and lives from your heart, which is the truest place uh, that I know of. So thank you for that. That's, that's beautiful. Um, so so well, every with time, regard to... Every- Every time somebody calls me Doss, it's a reminder of what I ought to be doing if I was paying better attention. And I yes. need all the reminders I can get. Absolutely. And we're all here to remind each other. And I appreciate your reminders. You know, you're doing some really uh, wonderful work, and it's reflecting, you know, the, the projects you've been picking are reflecting the things you do inside. Quite beautiful. Mm. Well, thank you for the acknowledgement. I know we're all in this together, and the more of us that can put that energy toward the same direction, it's going to be like a laser laser beam, and we're going to get the results we're looking for, which ultimately I believe is, is a paradigm shift in consciousness and how we live our lives, how we build our homes, how we operate our, our businesses, and how we treat mm-hmm. each other, how we treat our bodies, and literally just changing the way we live our entire lives. And I feel like cannabis and hemp are, are the vehicles that I'm utilizing, but, you know, the tangible resources that, that allow us to manifest that peace on earth, which incidentally the name of the show today is hemp plus ice cream equals peace on earth. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hemp, ah, hemp. In the hemp ice cream, the opposite of a whisper. 
Exactly. And, you know, the hemp ice cream is available at uh, at Wildberries in Arcata. I don't know any place on your side of the mountain that has it yet, but I'm working on it. And so hopefully uh, people can ask you where to find it, and you can tell them, yes, here. Um, exactly. And, yeah. Yeah, the, I will definitely be looking into We have uh, local health food stores here that I, I'm sure would be happy to incorporate it. So we'll definitely continue that conversation. But oh, on wonderful. the topic of hemp, I would love for our listeners to know, how did you originally discover hemp? What kind of led you up to the introduction to the cannabis plant, and how did it get incorporated into your life? Well, I, um, I had two, uh, two opportunities to learn from Jack Hare. I do a project called Sustainable Futures Video, which has no presence on the Internet. Uh, but I filmed uh, at the uh, at the uh, Madison, Wisconsin, a great Midwest marijuana harvest festival in 1988 and 89, and then Jack Hare um, spoke in Denver in 1989 and 90, and I filmed it, and uh-huh. as I was editing it into a piece for Community Access. You know, you have to watch every scene five times to make sure you yeah. got it a good transition. And by then, it had branded itself into my brain. And I've never been the same since. I mean, he talked about mm-hmm. food and fiber and fuel and the conspiracies of, of silence and um, the need that we have to stand for truth. And uh, so... I saw the injustice of the origins of cannabis prohibition. And um, I have um, offered to serve the end of, uh, of that. I mean, what is the cost of prohibition on a society? It's terrible. Um, mm, it's, yeah, human, human livelihood and wealth and health and economic boom and, and environmental destruction and there's there's so much. Every every aspect of our life I feel is is, is influenced. Yeah, so yeah, Jack or Hart Jack here shared with me the history of this prohibition and how that it was a uh, a racist motivated conspiracy of silence um a, you know a major miscarriage of democracy and mm-hmm. it made hemp you know is i mean why do i feel hemp is such a crucial plant it's long forgotten newly rediscovered and mm-hmm. uh so the things that i learned from that and um everything since has shown me that i'm headed in the right direction i remember um, going up to speak at an event in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and there was one of those signs on the in a field that said, "You know, prepare to meet your maker." And I said, "Yes, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. This, you know, standing for truth and mm-hmm. uh, straightening out um, straightening out a, a, a miscarriage in the past and uh, preparing 
for the kind of a world I'd like to see my my grandchildren enjoy. Amen to that. Absolutely. So, so what do you feel hemp is is um, here to do? I mean, why, why do you feel hemp is such a crucial plant? And what are some of the world's largest problems that you feel hemp is currently helping overcome or once major legalization on a federal level occurs, what do you feel that are some of the major world problems hemp is going to help resolve? Well, um, you know, my grandmother always said success is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. So (laughs) I've been preparing for the return of hemp agriculture. I have been um, making hemp food since 1990. I began pressing hemp seed oil in 1990. And uh, the Hemp Industry Association gave me a 25-year pin because they don't have a 27-year pin. Um, (laughs) And what wonderful people I've been working with. You know, I've, I've never met people who work so hard to make sure that what they're doing is law-abiding. And so I looked at what was the first thing I could do, knowing what I knew, and it was to make hemp seed oil. Jack Harris said it's the best food you could put in your body. And Mm -hmm. that sterilized seeds are exempt from the definition of marijuana in federal statutes. Right. Seeds that are incapable of germination and the mature stalks and the fiber made therefrom. And so those two carve-outs meant that there were things that I could begin doing with hemp that I did not have to sit around waiting, holding my breath until somebody changed the rules. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to get those sterilized seeds from Robbinsdale Farm and Garden and proceed to make hemp seed oil, and seeing is believing. You know, it's way, it's way more important to get from the talking to the doing. And I needed something that we could do to keep the wind in our sails, mm-hmm. to create some thunder, to push for change in a good direction. Mm-hmm. And so that was, uh, that was a, the starting point for that. And that let me, every time I would do another oil run, it reminded me to prepare for when we can grow hemp here. And I was right. the only person in the United States pressing hemp seed oil until 1996 when the Canadians began pressing oil from their harvests. Mm-hmm. And um, I already knew it was backbreaking work, so I was delighted that we had good seed um, already in, being harvested in North America. But it tasted awful. So I had to mm-hmm. educate the people that were pressing hemp seed oil into how to clean out the seed to remove the bad-tasting seeds. Mm-hmm. Then I finally had some oil from unsterilized seeds that was as good as what I had been pressing from the sterilized Chinese seeds. Mm -hmm. Um, And things have been 
doubling almost every year. It's one of the few industries that I know that has been growing faster than prisons. Wow. Well, that's a positive fact. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, look at the numbers. It's wonderful. And, um, you know, for any new business to continue to exist, it's got to make a certain amount of money in order to, mm-hmm. um, you know, in order to pay the people in that business. Mm-hmm. And so on that end, we do need to make enough money in what we're doing in hemp so that the people who would not pay attention to us unless we're making money can no longer ignore us. Right. You know, Gandhi said, uh, or he was attributed to saying, who knows whether he really said it, you know how it is with great Mm -hmm. men, Um, that first they ignore us, and then they get tough on us, and then we win. Right. And (laughs) then they learn how to make money off of us, then we really win. Yeah, exactly. You know, Colorado is uh, taking the, the tax money they're making from the... Uh, the medical and recreational shops, and that's a major source of money to um, support the rural underfunded schools in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. We need to do things on a scale that can make a difference. Absolutely. Even though we start out on a scale that, um, you know, I can fit in a grocery basket. Mm Mm-hmm. And we so, and I we, I apologize I'm not sure if it's my phone or or if it's yours but it's pretty choppy I don't know if if I'm coming through choppy or if it's just oh. my phone on your end but I don't know if um you're in an area oh. with low reception but nonetheless we'll continue the talk I think this is valuable information and okay. as for my my next curiosity I'm curious what what are your favorite aspects of the cannabis. We know that there's thousands of uses, thousands of benefits. What what are your top favorite aspects of the hemp plant? Oh, it's so beautiful and it grows right out of the ground. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I guess that's a, that starts it off really good, but it's a, you know, the hemp fiber <laughs> is uh more rot resistant than cotton. Um it's uh makes a paper that's an archival quality paper. Um, We've got uh, um, fantastic foods. The hemp seed has got all the essential proteins, and it's got uh, omega fats in the hemp seed oil that's higher than flaxseed oil that people already understand. Um, Mm -hmm. The oil stays liquid even at freezer temperatures. And uh, so it makes a biodiesel um, that has better cold characteristics than soybean biodiesel. Um, there, the stocks have got 8,000 BTUs per pound of energy in them. You can uh, um, you can heat a greenhouse. You can warm your home. Um, and I. I've worked with uh, running engines that make electricity and generators and uh, and heat um, off of mm-hmm. uh, hemp herds and uh, wood chips and uh, wood pellets. Um, I'm going to be making some 
uh, uh, pellets for a pellet stove out of uh, some of the finer um, hemp herd material, uh, I have a small pellet mill, and we'll be able to prove that concept and, you know, heat the living room off of uh, pellets from hemp. At this point, there are some other parts of the hemp plant that are way more valuable, and uh, I'm continuing to support food, fiber, and fuel um, because mm -hmm. I know those valuable uses, um, they'll, they give a person lots of room to continue to, to work. Um, right. And um, cannabinoids, the CBD is, uh, gives uh, more um, health benefits with less side effects than uh, many medicines that people are, are using on a regular basis. Um, there's mm -hmm. a lot of opportunity that we have right now with uh, those states that have medical um, to do those studies, to collect that information on uh, the benefits and be able to prove those benefits and in relationship to the safety, you know, that's really, really valuable. Um, Absolutely. There are a lot of people who are, uh, would not taste my hemp ice cream for fear that it would give them the munchies. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, I've known people who have been very cautious and protective of their functionality. And when they, learned that uh, they could eat as many as much of my ice cream as they wanted and not get the munchies. They mm -hmm. became my fans. Um, mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's the perfect um, accessory after the fact of having <laughs> gotten the munchies. It's a perfect accessory right. to enjoy hemp ice cream when uh, you can't figure out why you're hungry. Right. So on that note, as far as – and I actually have a question from a listener. They're curious, and, and you, you brought up this concept that there are medical cannabis growers in the United States, and there are obviously now over 9,000 acres of, of industrial hemp being grown across the country. What wow, – uh, and this is a question number. from our – yeah, th this is a question from our listener – uh, they want to know what's some advice that you could offer to farmers who live close together uh, where there's a, a cannabis farmer for medical cannabis and a grower of industrial hemp. How would you recommend them working together uh, to prevent cross-pollination? And what, what would you well, suggest some advice on that is? Sure. Be good neighbors. Mm-hmm. Be good neighbors uh, and do not make hybrids. Mm -hmm. um, I would say a quarter mile is the minimum buffer for outdoors. Um, two to five miles is better. Don't mm -hmm. believe the people that are saying 30 miles. Mm -hmm. uh, that's an exaggeration, and you never want to exaggerate the power of an obstacle. And the mm -hmm. other part of being good neighbors is, uh, you know, look at uh, look at the market. CBD is more valuable than THC. Mm -hmm. Compare the, the per milligram values of those things. CBD is more valuable than THC. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that would be the case, but it's still a trend that's holding strong. Right. Um, and anybody who has uh, developed a, uh, a new hybrid experience in how to control and contain any male pollen. There are also mm-hmm. folks who are working with uh, strictly female um, CBD production from rooted right. cutting homes. Um, and so an all-female field is something that um, can help calm down a neighbor who's nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, there, some of those all-female lines, one has to be very careful about their harvesting time in Colorado to make sure that they are well below the 0.3% THC that mm-hmm. defines the difference in uh, between uh, hemp and marijuana. Yeah, right. Um, okay. That the other thing is uh, that uh, the uh, the contain the production of open pollinated outdoor seed and fiber crop is uh, um, is very valuable, and you do not get a good seed crop by going through and removing all your males. Now, if mm-hmm. you have, and so similarly, a person who's a seed developer, and I've been working with seed development for a good number of years, um, is that I value a pollen bank. I value the males as the future of the whole herd. You know, I value the males mm-hmm. like a bull. And that bull determines the genetics of the rest of your herd. And you can exercise far more control over those characteristics by careful selecting for desirable characteristics in your males and maintaining a good pollen bank. You know, you collect a, um, a flower from a male and uh, put it in water as a slurry and store that in your freezer and defrost a little bit when you want to... Uh, hmm fertilize specific uh, flowers. That's for targeted uh, genetic improvement. And by that, I expect that by careful selection of males, you can probably do four times the rate of improvement in your characteristics. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the hemp seeds, uh, outdoor open pollinated, it's common to have one-third seed, one-third flower material uh, or chaff and one-third mm-hmm. stalks. Uh, that's the best of all three worlds, food, fiber, and fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been teaching people to spin. You know, I'll start with a freshly harvested hemp stalk or one that's been out in the weather for the winter. And we'll separate the fiber from the stalk. And then I have a small drop spindles, and I've been doing you know, inexpensive uh, uh, spinning classes. Um, And somebody said, Doss, you're using spinning classes as a ploy to recruit people into the hemp movement. (laughs) And you're right, I am. Yeah, might as well. Um, Every every chance you can get to introduce somebody to something fun and playful, it's going to bring more people onto this movement. Yeah, and once a person has spun a a one yard piece of uh, of hemp yarn, 
and uh, tied it around their wrist with a bead made from uh, hemp stock with a hole drilled in it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll see them at the next event. Exactly. You know, they'll be sold for life. I know it happened to me when I went to Kentucky a couple of years ago to visit the uh, hemp fields there. I um, did exactly that, you know, broke broke a hemp stalk over my knee and kind of separated the long fiber from the short and started twisting yeah. it on my leg, and it was really fun. I still have the piece of hemp twine sitting right next to me, and it's a reminder of how how versatile, how easy, how simple, how organic this, this plant is and how useful it is. So I'm uh, that, that was a great answer. I appreciate your, your thoroughness. And my, my next question is, and we've already covered hemp ice cream a little bit. Your website is hemp I as in the letter I and then scream as in the opposite of a whisper, S-C-R-E-A-M.com. And that's where people can learn more about your hemp ice cream products. You have a hemp ice cream sandwich and several flavors of hemp ice cream. Where, where else can people learn about your products and services? I know you do. You are a speaker, an educator. You go to different events. I know you're going to be at NOCO this year, so I look forward to seeing you there. Where else can people learn more about you and your work and, and your history? Oh, sure. Well, my, web, my uh, email address is DAS, D-A-S, at hempicecream.com and uh, my, our uh, order line number is 303-524-4339 and that's our 24-hour order line and um, I also offer services technical support to folks who are uh, want to get the facts or want to um, be successful in um, hemp farming or hemp processing or making it into a product. Um, we're working on our uh, uh, high fiber hemp textile facility, and I keep hoping we can do it for a few thousand dollars. But the people who know better than me say, "Doss, you know you're going to need a couple couple of million. Mm-hmm. We're $150 farther forward towards that goal. <laughs> After that Every last thing. Down. Yeah, and we're not going to stop. And so we've been enlisting people and also enlisting the support of sub- subscribers that have a, um, a business that is uh, supporting them well and they want to give back. Well, May they be a surprise, a, a, a subscriber or a supporter to um, the projects that they're going to need some work in order um, for the food and the fiber and the fuel to make anywhere near mm-hmm. what the people are making off the of CBD. So many CBD business people are uh, signing on to support the, the educational and the scientific and the industrial projects that we're doing. Mm-hmm. We have uh, mm-hmm. um, a, a co-op in northern Colorado that's uh, um, um, we're, we're working on setting up the technical supports uh, to where we have a good gas chromatograph and HPLC lab analysis as well as tensile testing. Um, the um, you know working to uh, uh, to follow 
good examples in uh, mm-hmm. analysis. I mean, you don't want to have somebody using a THC standard that reports numbers three times higher than what a careful scientist would get. Mm. Uh, so it's important that we we scrutinize those methods of measurement um, so we don't have uh, somebody being too creative in uh, in their uh, operating procedure or in their sampling technique to where they prejudice their sample and over-report mm-hmm. or under-report. Okay. I mean, I'm an advocate for accurate reporting. Which comes back to your foundational purpose in life, the truth, to be the truth and represent the truth. Yeah, accuracy is a good manifestation of the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So what would you say, you know, I know we've covered all these amazing uses for him, but as far as today, in this day and age, 2017, when we're doing this show, what do you feel are the most exciting and innovative hemp projects on the forefront of the market right now? Well, right now, because this is a full moon in February, hmm, um, this is where uh, I've been helping people who have harvested their crop this past growing season to, um, to get more effective at their processing and turn the things that are in their barn or their storage areas into product you know the the reason um, the reason is that uh, I need I need the people who listen to me to be nice and successful without being mm-hmm. cutthroat and this is also the uh, the new moon in February is a classic time in the redwoods for people to plant their outdoor crop because with the short daytime period right now, they will show their gender. And mm. if you're doing something that needs to know the gender of what you have, this is the time uh, that you can take advantage of that without having to do anything high tech. Right. And similarly, people who have uh, cutting lines of uh, um, of hemp plants. I have been recommending a better than a 20 to 1 ratio of CBD to THC. Uh, find somebody mm-hmm. in your area that can measure that because uh, chromatography can tell you things your senses would never tell you. And if mm-hmm. it turns out the genetics you're working with is... Uh, one-to-one, that's not hemp. You know, that's medical or recreational uh, material. Uh, But, you know, in order to be protected by the precedent of the Farm Bill, which uh, stated a 0.3% THC, uh, you need to make sure Mm -hmm. you have some things that um, would withstand scrutiny. That lets you be able to have something that's transportable anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's a very exciting time. This is the time for people to start lining up the people who can process the harvest from this coming year. You know, exactly. It's really good if somebody places an order with you that um, they do a 50% deposit when they placed an order. Then you've got the 
you have the resources to be able to do the work and fill the order. Right. Um, for, you know, this coming August and September and October. Um, exactly. And, you know, that's, uh, um, you know, it's a, that's, again, part of that success is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. So this is when yeah. you need to look at what's your soil preparation. For people doing an outdoor field crop, what should hemp follow? And I'm still asking the question. I don't have answers that I'm all that happy with yet. But every farmer has a duty to do uh, effective weed control. And, mm-hmm. you know, why do they call the cannabis plant weed? You know, because it can outgrow a lot of other plants, you know, mm-hmm. like they they had in that uh, the Canada thistle, dead as a dodo, um, <laughs> got squeezed out by that wonderful crown. But if a person is mm-hmm. is planting something like an orchard, you will not have the benefit of that crown. You're going to mm-hmm. be you're going to have to do the work of, uh, of of weed control and the care. And a farmer friend of mine said, "Well, anything that's got to be done may not get done at all. Anything that's got to <laughs> be done by hand may not get done at all." Right. Well, we just have a few more minutes in the show. I really appreciate this uh, valuable information. I know our listeners will too. But to wrap up the show, I just have one last question. And that is, if you were standing in front of a camera that projected you around the world to every smartphone, tablet, computer, and you had 60 seconds to share a message with these people around the world, what would you say? Oh, if everybody spent a half an hour a day spinning hemp fiber, it would be a different world. Do less better. <laughs> um, do, don't do, do anything less. all alone. Or do things in numbers. Because mm-hmm. doing things in numbers raises the energy. Right. So get people involved in whatever you're doing. Right. Build your community, build your family, build your neighbors. Um, mm. And those states that don't have hemp agriculture, well, you got a little bit of work to do. Follow the examples of uh, the statutes that already got passed. Um, mm-hmm. And give me a call. Um, I'll, you know, I, I'm always glad to see um, a, a project when, you know, I'll write something and I'll write a book and uh, somebody will call me. And ask the kinds of questions that says, oh, you read my book. <laughs> and I can troubleshoot. I can troubleshoot and get mm-hmm. the thing to work. You know, and if it, and there's a balance between the ones that uh, are troubleshooters and I couldn't turn down and the ones that they need professional help and I can help them. Um, right on. Well, thank you so much, Don. Eat my ice cream. <laughs> yes. Do that. If you do one thing today, look up some hemp ice cream, hemp eye and then scream dot com. Thank you so yeah. much, Doss. Your your knowledge and wisdom is so valuable and very much appreciated. Hopefully, I'll uh, be able to get you on the show in the very near future again and give them some more valuable content. So, thank you so much. I appreciate your presence and look forward to uh, developing a, a valuable relationship with you into the future. Keep up. You're doing just fine. Keep up. Well, Yogi Bhajan said that. 
Keep up and we'll be kept up. <laughs> well, thank right, you for having me on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is your Hempstrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp with HempAware Radio. Check us out at HempAware.com or send us an email at support at HempAware.com. Let us know who you want to have on the show next, what topics you want us to cover, what problems you're dealing with in the cannabis and hemp industry, and how we can help you overcome them. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a blessed day. Peace out.